Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your ever-so-humble host, Michael Boldia. I know some people think that I say it sarcastically, believe it or not, the thing about the humility. I am. I'm a humble guy. I've been wearing the same pair of sweatpants for two days. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm proud of my humility there, kids. No, I kid, of course. Uh, but uh, people who know me know me. They know that... Uh, There is nothing that I have that I can claim as my own. Therefore, I can't be proud of anything. Uh, I I know there are uh, certain uh, individuals within Christendom uh, that like to have uh, the heat of the spotlight firmly planted on their uh, balding scalps. I'm not one of them. Uh, If uh, God said, stop doing this, guess what I'd be doing tomorrow? Not doing this. So there you go. Uh, I'm here because I love the people of God. I'm here because uh, I believe that given my years of experience in ministry, I can point certain things out uh, that are not readily clear to some. Uh, And I also believe that uh, I I have a uh, (laughs) – the requisite attitude – let's put it that way, to tell you the truth regardless of uh, how it lands. Uh, I'm not one known for being fearful of men's opinions. I'm not one known for being fearful of men's reactions. So I will tell you the truth, even if that truth happens to sting a wee bit. uh, Sometimes the truth hurts. Uh, That's the way of it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Welcome to the program. This is, as I said, the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. And as has become customary on this program, we let you know when uh, we're recording it. And today is uh, just such a day. I've got to pick up my kids from school. So uh, we're recording early. But today is uh, March the 31st, the year of our Lord 2022. Uh, It is Thursday. Uh, It is the day the program is supposed to air. And believe it or not, we got snow in Wisconsin. There were like three inches of snow this morning. I, I had to shovel, and it wasn't that, you know, soft snow, you know, that, that angelic snow that all the kids love to make snow angels in. No, this was wet and heavy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't fun because you have that mindset, you know. Uh, it's, it's April or April-ish. I mean, tomorrow is going to be April. Uh, spring should be here. We shouldn't be seeing white on the ground. There's like ducks and geese flying overhead not knowing what to do. They're like, hey, uh, we're supposed to, what, what's going on? Uh, and I think that there's a lot of people in this country looking at the nation and having uh, the same reaction as the geese. They're looking at what's happening and the speed with which it's happening. Uh, and they're looking at each other going, what's going on? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll succinctly tell you what's going on, and I know some of you uh, will uh, react negatively to what I have to say, but uh, we're headed in the wrong direction and we're picking up speed. That about covers it, I think. Um, and for all the, the, the rising Phoenix folk, I love you, but I'm going to go through a couple of stories today, and then at the end of that, uh, you tell me if you can still sing God Bless America, Land That I Love, uh, full-throatedly. I know full-throatedly is not a word, but since I am a wordsmith, sometimes I take one word, uh, I, I put it in the fires of my intellect, I bring it out and I beat it with the hammer of wisdom and I create something new out of the old. So full-throatedly it is. I know, you're amazed. You're like, but you're an immigrant. You should be, you know, uh, bussing tables at the local, I don't know, uh, 
What's 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 one restaurant that's well known everywhere? I, the Ponderosa. You should be bussing tables at the Ponderosa. I know not every state has Ponderosas, but they're plentiful in many places. Uh, Shakey's. Some of you have the Shakey's. Uh, th- those also happen to be places I, I used to frequent when I traveled. Uh, but again. Uh, <laughs> Full-throatedly it is. Uh, let's, let's just get into stuff because there's a lot to talk about. And I wish that I could sit here and go, hey, good news today. There's a reason to be optimistic and maybe even borderline hopeful, but there isn't. Because we are getting further and further away from the light. And since we're getting further and further away from the light... Uh, we can't gauge how deep the darkness has become. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about a couple things because a few years back, pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage, a few years back I told you they were going to come for the kids. It's inevitable. Uh, and now there are things being uh, put into the ether that confirm the things I told you a few years ago. They're, they're not content to live in their perversion, to based in their sin by themselves. And so they're doing their best to try to pervert the minds of the young is the best way I can put it. And Mr. Robinette Biden, seeing as the only people that he still has on his side are the sexually deviant and the mentally ill, Uh, has gone uh, full-throated as far as his support of the transgender movement goes. In fact, today, yes, today, uh, apparently transgenderism is being celebrated and touted as something truly great. And uh, for the first time, uh, I read this somewhere, the uh, first federal agency to fly the trans pride flag. Now there's a trans pride flag. Remember when I said they wouldn't stop at the homosexuality? Remember when I told you gayness was a passing thing? Because once they had the gay thing in the back, once the, the, the churches were out there waving rainbow flags and watching adult men and, you know, chaps licking on each other as though they were lollipops, uh, they'd move on to the next thing. Well, the next thing is this transgenderism. Now, never mind the fact that the suicide rate for people with this mental disorder, because it's the best way I can put it. I'm not trying to be mean, and I know I'm going to get, I know somebody that's transgender, and they really believe, they really believe that they're a girl, even though they're a boy. Well, I met somebody that really believed they were Napoleon. They were in a mental institution. They were drawing on walls with fecal matter. I think I've told you the story before. I've met a lot of weird people that believed a lot of weird things. We were living out in California in a two-bedroom apartment, and guess what? Moses came by. That's right, Moses. A man who literally believed he was Moses. He came in with a staff. He said it was the staff of Moses, and uh, he, he was supposed to go into ministry with my grandfather. And my grandfather looks at him and he, and he goes, who am I supposed to be? Uh, and, he, and he gave him, I, I don't know, I think the guy said he was King David. He was supposed to be the king, yeah. He, he was King David and my grandpa was Moses. And he came to give my grandpa the staff of Moses. And, and, and my grandpa looks at him and he gets this. I, those of you that have met my grandpa, you understood the sense of humor the man had. He was a funny fella. Even though he, you know, he was tortured and beaten and suffered and went through things that I can't even imagine, even though most of the time he was in pain from gout, even though he thought it was arthritis because he, he never bothered to get diagnosed, uh, he still had a sense of humor. And I could tell when something really naughty was about to come out of my grandpa's mouth because he'd get this smirk at the corner of his face. And by naughty, I don't mean perverted. They're, they're, they're two different things. But I, I, 
look, he had this gift of hitting people right where it hurts. And so this man went on a thing for, I, I was his translator, so for 45 minutes he was explaining how my grandpa was Moses, he came to give him his staff, he was King David, reincarnate apparently, and together they were going to be the two witnesses of Revelation. I mean, this, this man's theology, his eschatology, was all over the place, but that's what happens with the mentally ill. They make up their own stories in their minds. Their own stories are real. There's a mediocre swimmer who was a man who decided he was a girl, and now he's just knocking them out of the park. I'm sure you've heard of him. Now, I don't mean to be callous to the fairer sex, but it does go to show that a mediocre man can best the best of women, doesn't it? He hasn't lost a swim meet. He's just clobbering every female swimmer. Why? Because he a man. He a man, mama. Mama, he a man. Even though he thinks himself a woman, he is a man. And I'm not going to call it a she. Same thing with, with this doofus at the Department of Health and Human Services. Dude doesn't look like a lady. Dude looks like a troll. And is still a dude. So... Past that, let's get back to David and Moses and their uh, ministry that never got off the ground. So here I was, we were sitting at our table. Our, our, our kitchen table was in the living room because we didn't have a kitchen. We had like a stove and a fridge. Uh, I still remember the linoleum. Uh, if you walked in barefoot, even with the excessive mopping my mom did, because she was like a borderline clean freak, anytime you'd walk on that linoleum, because it was so old and it was California and it was always hot, it would stick to your bare feet. And so you, you always thought it was dirty, but it wasn't. It was clean. My mom would Clorox it to the point that it lost color. So we were sitting in the living room at, at, at our dinner table. I know. We, I'm sorry. We didn't happen upon Joel Osteen's Your Best Life Now early on. Otherwise, we probably would have had a real dining room. But since we didn't and we hadn't, we had a table in our living room, and Grandpa was sitting at the head of the table. The guy was sitting uh, on the right, and I was sitting across from him, and, and I was doing the translating. So after this guy gets done with, with a 45-minute tirade about how uh, this was destined to be, they were the two witnesses. He was King David. Grandpa was Moses. Uh, he'd recovered Moses' staff somehow, uh, maybe through you know discernment. I don't know. Revelation. I, that, that word, if you thought, that word didn't get thrown around as readily as it does today, but there were still people that said they had revelation when all they had was bad sushi or, you know, some, some bad eggs. Uh, so this man, after he gets done, my grandpa gets this smirk on the top of his lip and he looks at me and he kind of winks and he goes, uh, so you're telling me, that he's going to be the king and I'm just, what, a prince? And so I translate faithfully because that's what I did. Uh, and, and the guy goes, uh, yeah, that's, that's right. I'm King David. You're, you're Prince Moses. You're, you're, you're going to hold the staff. And my grandpa's all, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to be king, though. So um, I'll wait for the next offer. And I saw the man's soul drop into his gut because in his mind, he had already seen the outcome as something other than what was going on. In his mind, he thought Grandpa would take the staff of power, and together uh, they, they would go through the gang-infested neighborhoods of Fullerton, California, and, and convert uh, you know, cholos and gang members and then spread out from there uh, until somehow they made it to, to Jerusalem and they got killed. I don't know. He, I don't think he thought it through too much because uh, – in Revelation, it doesn't say that one of the two witnesses had a translator, uh, and Grandpa didn't speak English. But, again, the man was very confident in the fact that he was supposed to be King David. Grandpa was Prince Moses. And, and, and my Grandpa turned his world upside down with two. I don't want to be a prince. I want to be king. And he was, he, that, that was his sense of humor. He was joking. You know, sometimes people don't deserve to be taken seriously, is my point. Sometimes you hear somebody say something that's so out of the realm of reality, that's so 
foolish that you sit there and you smile and you go, yeah, I don't think so. That's the whole transgender thing. I'm sorry. No, you're a man. You're pretending to be a woman and an ugly woman at that, but you're still a man. Let it go. But I'm sure that that at some point the gays are going to get all uh, a flutter because uh, they're out of the spotlight. Because now they've moved on to trans. And so they're flying the trans pride flag uh, at the HHS. Remember back in the day when they were swearing up and down that they had no ill intent as far as your children were concerned. You have to understand that there are moments when that feeling you get in the pit of your stomach when someone is is denying something so vehemently that that you have that Shakespearean reaction, uh, methinks that thou protest too much. I had that 10 years ago. I told it to you people. Look, they're, they're doing their best to try to get people to go back to sleep and not realize what they're doing. Well, now, apparently, it's all blown out of the water. Uh, directors and heads of, 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 I guess, whatever variants they have at Disney are coming out, or at least they were uh, exposed as uh, having a homosexual agenda. They're coming after the kids. I know. Oh, but, but what about the rising phoenix, Brother Mike? You know what? Honestly, after we get through these two stories, be honest with yourself. Can you still say God bless America? Because some of you have that mindset of, of America before. This is not the America of yesteryear. I keep trying to tell you, and some of you are getting it. Some of you, well, no, I'm the rising phoenix. The phoenix shall rise. There shall be a glorious awakening. Where is it? Because if you want, we can, we can get into some Christian stories, too. That Hillsong mess seems to be metastasizing. Apparently, some Hillsong pastors uh, say they warned Brian Houston, the now uh, <laughs> retired head of Hillsong, about Carl Lentz's immoral behavior. Uh, and to that, I would only say, uh, birds of a feather flock together. Uh, so I, it's not surprising that Mr. Houston did nothing in regards to Mr. Lentz, uh, because, you know, yeah, so we'll leave it at that. We'll get, there's just so much to talk about. I'm just ping-ponging everywhere because I don't know where to begin. It's, it's, it's a smorgasbord of things to talk about. Oh, and by the way, now uh, you can get an ex-gender marker on your passport starting next year. But hey, we're on the right track. We're just days away from mass repentance. Rising Phoenix. Uh, and while the world was distracted by, by a slap, apparently, uh, at the Oscars, I'm not even going to talk about that because it's not worth talking about. The other guy should have throat punched him and it would have been done. He didn't. But who cares about what Hollywood is doing? Klaus Schwab actually tells global leaders to collaborate for world governance. These people aren't stopping. I know, we got distracted by Will Smith slapping somebody at the Oscars. This is how disconnected from reality we are. And you were laughing a little earlier when I told you that a guy thought he was King David, weren't you? We're no less disconnected from reality than he was in this country. We're focusing on such irrelevant minutia on things that don't matter while these people are grooming children. You have Walt Disney employees that were arrested for having a pedophile ring while Disney is against the law in Florida that says, hey, 
maybe don't talk to kids about transgenderism and homosexuality before they know how to spell their name, huh? Maybe let them enjoy being children without showing them picture of men fellationing each other, huh? But no, a man slaps another man. We are so easily consumed by distractions while everything around us is on fire. It's like watching the whole of Rome burning and, and somebody going to Nero. That's beautiful heart playing, your highness. That heart playing just touches the heart. What is the matter with us? And by us, I mean the church. Yes, the church. We are so silent, it's as though it's a tomb. Nobody's saying anything about things that matter. Nobody's calling attention to the things that are destroying an entire generation of children, bickering back and forth about how much our golden parachute should be, because I serve the people of my community as well as my flock. I deserve two retirements. Unreal. All right, let's get into this, because, hey, you know what? Rising Phoenix. The Department of Health and Human Services. <laughs> Have you seen who runs it? Exactly. Welcome to the future, kids. On Thursday became the first federal agency to fly trans pride flag. So how long before there would be a nationwide protest if they flew a cross, a Christian cross? Hmm? Yeah. Do you see how things have shifted in this quote-unquote Christian country? When judgment comes, not if, when judgment comes, there is no honest human being that will say judgment was undeserved. Let that sink in. I'm not talking about just Christians. No honest, rational human being, objective human being, will look upon the judgment that will befall this nation and say, well, that, that, that wasn't deserved. HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra tweeted a photo of the trans pride flag outside the Hubert Humphrey building on Thursday morning, accompanied by a statement of support for the transgender activist agenda. Of course he did. But the question that you have to ask yourself, because I know, I know, remember? Oh, the gay thing isn't a hill worth dying upon, son. We shouldn't push back. No, no. We should look upon it and say, all right, they've had their fun. They can have their perversion. And we shall have our righteousness. Indeed. And there were certain individuals, I count myself among them, that warned and warned and warned until, until they started coughing up blood. Hey, they're not going to stop here. Do you understand that if you give in so readily, there will be a next thing and a next thing? So the gay pride thing just came and went, ah, churches, rainbow flags. I'm waiting for the first church in my area to fly a trans flag now next to their rainbow flag. Because there's a Unitarian church up the hill not far from here that Jesus didn't reject anybody. You're a liar. You're a liar, and the devil spoke through your mouth. Jesus rejected plenty. Jesus had standards. He had requirements, and he said, do this. And those that said, no, I don't want to, Jesus said, adieu and farewell. Because he's not going to force you into heaven. But, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. If... I'm not going to take a picture of it when they put it up, but you'll have to take my word for it or travel to 
Armpit, Wisconsin, a.k.a. Watertown, Wisconsin, to see it for yourself. I know. How can you speak of such a lovely place that way? <laughs> you haven't seen it lately. Uh, so, on this International Day of Trans Day Visibility, trust me, they don't need visibility. You can tell it's a dude. I'm trying to ignore it. You can tell it's a dude. Tu eres un hombre, as they would say in California. I say to our transgender communities, we see you, we stand with you, and we'll be there for you. Well, at least insofar as to bury you after you commit suicide, because the suicide rate for transgenders are just astronomical. And you're telling me it's not a mental disorder. You go and you get hacked and you get body parts removed and, 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 and you get things added to yourself and then you're still not happy looking in the mirror. And so, hey, I need a high rise to try to fly from. And I oh, brother Mike, where's your empathy? I'm fresh out. I'm sorry. I think that, that, that I scraped the, the bottom of the tin as it were, in regards to empathy. I reserve my empathy for people who are suffering uh, uh, things that they cannot control. I reserve my empathy for people who who get suddenly ill and have to go through chemo. I, I reserve my empathy for parents who lose children. I reserve my empathy for people who are fleeing war. I'm sorry. I, I've got no empathy in reserve for this kind of nonsense. Do you understand that before the fall of great empires, whether it was the Greeks, the Romans, they descended into this, this madness of perversion. And at the same time, because they were unwilling to labor any longer, they brought in a slave class that outnumbered them. And eventually the slave class said, hey, there's more of us than there are of them. Mayhaps, mayhaps, we should take over. And they did. Discrimination against transgender people has no place in this country. And the HHS.gov will continue to do everything in our power to protect the health care of transgender people, including their access to gender-affirming care. So, if a man believes he's a woman and he goes to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, buddy, you have testicular cancer. That, that transgender individual should slap the doctor across the face and say, I'm a woman. How dare you? Right? So that's the first thing that I, I'm not even going to read the rest of it because I just had a decent lunch with my brother. Uh, I, I, I've got some... Uh, tempura shrimp swimming in me belly and and i don't want to upchuck it it was expensive comparatively speaking to six months ago but what is it nowadays hey you pay eight bucks for shrimp tempura i know it's not fresh caught it's okay i closed my eyes and chewed it anyway and i know some well shrimp is a dirty animal well they didn't have bacon on the menu so shrimp had to dill I know. See, I inherited my sense of humor. Uh, but just in case you thought, hey, you know what? At least let them have their transgenderism. At least they're leaving the kids alone. Oh, you think? Do ya? It's always been their plan. And this is the thing. This is the point I was trying to make earlier. All right. How much ground is the church going to give up before there's nothing left to give up? Because you had you had the whole homosexual pride thing, 
Well, okay, fine, whatever. Now it's it's trans pride. So how long do you give it before it's pedo pride? Because love is love after all, isn't it? Uh, or as they like to call it, minor attracted person. How long before it's a map pride? Why are you such a bigot? Huh? Why are you such a bigot? Mickey Mouse wants to inappropriately touch your child. Don't be a bigot. Let him do it. Intolerant, aren't you? Leaked video from Disney's Reimagine Tomorrow Summit reveals top-level employees openly discussing the company's push to include more LGBTQ plus whatever content in its ever-growing library. So this thing was leaked. And the scary thing is that one of these people that was talking out of her rectum uh, was a woman. who says uh, she, she's the mother of one transgender child and one pansexual child. This is, this, listen to this. These are the people that are putting out content for your children. This woman says she's the mother of one transgender child and one pansexual child. What's pansexual? I don't know. It's some new term that's being embraced. Because, you know, it, it's no longer cool to be trans. Now you have to be pan. Oh. Look, I, if parents are still taking their kids to Disney after this, if they're still investing in the wholesome company that was, uh, well, you, you deserve it. You deserve everything that you're about to get. Because, as I've told you, over and over and over again for years and years, these people are militant, these people are motivated, these people have an agenda, and their focus is squarely on the young. Because if they can get the next generation, they will win lest judgment comes first. And by the time this is said and done, people will be praying, Lord, where is thine fire? That's right. I went King James on you. Lord, where is thine fire? Uh, but hey, the good news doesn't stop here. <laughs> Listen to this. Apparent, look, they should hire me. The federal government should give me a big fat check to tell them what's going to happen. Because apparently these people who are supposed to be experts are morons. The administration came out and said prices are rising even faster than we thought. What did I tell you? $200 a pound chicken. He's coming. Maybe not 200, maybe 187. I don't know. In the neighborhood of. I mean, it's American prophetic, not prophetic, so you can't hold me to the exact number. But looking at what they're releasing and the excuses they're making, it would seem as though I've got a better beat on the situation than they do, wouldn't you think? Consumer goods and services cost Americans 6.4% more than a year prior in February, the latest data from the U.S. government showed on Thursday. It's much more than 6.4%. If you've been shopping uh, regularly, you will have seen the continued increase pretty much every time you go to the store. And one thing that I've noticed, and uh, I'm guessing that some of you have noticed as well is that in many stores there's a lot of empty shelves and if the shelves aren't empty because i did this the other day my kids wanted bow pasta i know we had shell pasta they wanted bows who am i to argue with a seven and a four year old 
So I get into my car and I go to the local pick and save. It wasn't the Piggly Wiggly because I don't like their pricing anymore. So I went to the local pick and save and I went and got a box of bow pasta, not the shells, the bow. I picked the box up and then there's nothing behind that first box. Empty shelf save for that first box that made it seem as though it was full. And being the intrepid, inquisitive individual that I am, uh, I, I, I looked behind a few more other things that I thought would be uh, big sellers, like Campbell's Soup and some rice and all this stuff. Uh, about 70%. There was just that one box in the front and nothing in the back. So, again, I don't know if you've noted, but I've noted it at it. That's, or noticed, whichever. English is, is uh, <laughs> a very malleable language. Look at the president of these United States. Half the time, you don't know that he's being a genius while he's being a genius. Because the words coming out of his mouth are just so confusing. Anywho. The personal consumption expenditure price index rose by more than expected and indicated that inflation accelerated from the 6% annual rate in January. This was the fastest rate of price increases since 1982. The Fed prefers the PCE price index because it covers a broader range of goods and services and accounts for consumers substituting cheaper goods or services when prices rise on premium versions. Now, I know you thought, oh, it's only here. Nay, nay. Germany. That's right, the Germans. Remember we discussed the fact that the Germans uh, were addicted to Russian gas, and if the Russians wanted the Germans to come to heel, all they had to do was turn off the gas. Well, uh, they're already starting to complain about the lack of gas. They're, they're already starting to ration it, and we're just getting out of spring or into spring, whichever you want to call it. Imagine how it's going to be, I don't know, oh, December next year, January of next year, when it gets very, very chilly. It's very, very chilly in uh, Germany. Imagine the prices then. But even now, Germany is experiencing the highest level of inflation since the country was reunified in 1990 after the fall of the Berlin Wall and economic growth projections have been cut in half amid the ongoing war in Ukraine. On Thursday, Germany's Federal Statistics Agency, the Statis, revealed that inflation has risen by 7.3% over this time last year, up from 5.1% in February. Since Russia's attack on Ukraine, the prices of natural gas and mineral oil products have markedly increased again and have had a considerable impact on the high rate of inflation, the office said, according to public broadcaster Deutsche Welle, or Deutsche Welle, I don't know, is it, well, it's Volkswagen, so Deutsche Welle, I, who, who cares? Because we're American, we don't need to pronounce German words right, we're American, so Deutsche Welle it is. The government's panel of independent economic advisors have also slashed the economic growth projections, predicting that Germany's gross domestic product will only grow by 1.8% compared to the 4.6% prediction from the same panel in November. So now it's basically a competition of incompetence. Again, uh, American prophetic, at some point, Either Jen Psaki or Kamala <laughs> Harris or even Mr. Robinette Puddin' Pant Piper himself will come out and say, oh, we've, we've been having a hard time, but at least it's not as bad as in Germany. I promise you, again, American prophetic, 
they will point to Germany and go, hey, at least we're not Germany. Look forward to that. But that doesn't mean things are going to get any better anytime soon in America. Look, uh, there's only so much I can talk about inflation and gas prices and food prices and whatnot. Just be wise, prepare if you can, and above all else, just be prayerful. Be aware of the situation and the times that you're living in. Because uh, it, it will only get worse from here. So, it says that Joe Biden's inflation will cost Americans an extra $5,200 in 2022. Now, the question is this. Are you earning $5,200 more in 2022 in order to compensate or make up for the increase in costs? Chances are likely not. And uh, it's going to... I can't, I can't sugarcoat this. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. A lot of people are going to understand what lack and famine is. But thankfully, not Hunter Biden. Because uh, besides being an amazing artist whose art sells for, you know, six digits... Uh, he's also a keen businessman, and uh, the Washington Post, of all places, has reported that Hunter Biden has profited $4.8 million from a Chinese energy deal. Oh, by the way, remember right before the elections, uh, there was that big hubbub about a laptop. A laptop belonging to one Hunter Biden. This was before he was a great artist, well-known, with sold-out exhibits. This was just when he was a crackhead. I mean, sure, you know, between crack. I don't know. Do you smoke crack? I think you smoke crack. You don't sniff crack. Stop. See, I know at least one of you got the smirk on your face from that. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I think you smoke crack, right? You don't sniff. And anyway, uh, between, between smoking crack and whatnot and sleeping with his dead brother's wife, uh, Hunter Biden was also inking uh, business deals in the Ukraine with uh, oil oligarchs. Uh, but, you know, so that you, you, and you can understand it, can't you? It's understandable. I mean, you're smoking crack one day, you're making millions of dollars off, off business deals the other. You can misplace a laptop or at least take it in to get fixed and forget about it. Uh, and, and that story came out a couple weeks before the election. There's a lot of dirt on that laptop. There's a lot of uh, innuendo. There's a lot of connections. There's a lot of things that would affirm the reality that Uncle Mikey told you about this man is compromised. This president is compromised. Either the Russians, the Chinese, or both have a lot on Hunter Biden and are using it to turn the screws on Mr. Robinette Biden. So, again, go back and fact check me. Told you all about it. Well, the media came out in a swarm and denied it. Oh, it's not true. There's no laptop. Nay, nay, no, no. It's not authentic. It's Russian propaganda. That's what it is. It's Russian propaganda. Well, a year and change later when it no longer matters, Hunter laptop, Hunter, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop uh, has been proven authentic. And the people that were most vociferous in denying its authenticity, such as uh, CNN and the New York Times and Politico and the Washington Post, uh, have now 
confirm that yes, it's a real laptop with real sleeves on it, with real uh, sketchy stuff. Let's just call it that. But at this juncture, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Because this is what the other side does. And I hope you've all been able to realize it because it's obvious and we've discussed it over and over again. When they see they're losing or they're about to lose or they're on shaky ground, they'll throw something out there that's so nefarious and and just you sit there and you scratch your head and go, this can't be. But they muddy the waters momentarily. And by the time what they said is disproven, too late to matter. It's too late to do anything about. What the first two years of the prior administration, we were talking about P-tapes in Russia. Remember that? that Trump was a, was a Russian asset, that he was working for the Russians. There were even some pseudo-prophets that are well-known in Facebook land that were going on and on about, he's going to get frog-marched out of the White House for being a Russian asset. Didn't happen. Still no apology. But I'm a gracious man, and I'm kind of busy, so I'll give you a little more time. Apologize. Say you were wrong. If you don't, I'm going wabbit hunting. Fair warning. Anyway. Now Hunter's laptop has been uh, confirmed authentic. When it no longer matters. Same thing with election fraud. Same thing with the whole Russia gate thing. Because the other side does not play clean they play to win they don't care how dirty they have to get they don't care how many promises they have to break they don't care how much the average american citizen will suffer because of their policies as long as they can retain power that's all that matters these are not moral people These are not principled people, so stop. Because I've gotten the email, well, brother, you know what? I'm a Christian, and and, and like Beth, I voted for Joe. Well, congratulations. Own it. Own it. Beth Moore, hello. Own it. And we, okay, you guys, it was funny the first time. But there's some of you that are still sending donations uh, in Beth Moore's name. That's not fun. Okay, it was funny the first time. I laughed, okay? But come on, cut it out. Uh, and uh, Brother Trapper, still the coolest name ever. If I had a son, I'd name him Trapper. That is how cool the name is. Uh, got your gift. Thank you so much. Uh, unexpected. It will go to feed and clothe and help a lot of people. So still a cool name, Trapper. I, 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 I'm, my wife... Keeps talking about another baby. If I knew it was a boy and I could name him Trapper. Uh, anyway, sorry. Off, off the mark, I apologize. See, rabbit trails. This is where my mind's going. But there's just so much information to digest. There's just so much uh, going on everywhere. that It's, it's like that deer in the headlight syndrome. You, you're just You're frozen in place because... Where do you start? Everything is falling apart. And we discussed this aspect too. When God's hand is removed from over a nation, when his blessing and providence are no longer upon it, even the wisest of individuals will run afoul. Even the best minds of the time will steer in the wrong direction. And I know, I know I'm offending Beth again, but if you look at what we have in the White House right now, it's far from the best or the brightest. I'm just saying, but hey, transgender flags for everyone because 
why? Why are we celebrating mental illness? Why, why are we encouraging people to butcher themselves, hoping that they'll feel better about themselves when what, what is eating at them is not their sexuality, it's not their gender, it's something far deeper. Sin leaves a hole in you. It devours from within. It eats all the joy out of you. It eats all the peace out of you. It eats all the hope out of you. It devours and devours. when, And, and the only thing that's left when it's done devouring is that sin. This is why people identify themselves by their sin. This is why people identify themselves by their perversion. Because their sin and their perversion has eaten away everything else. And so all that they are is a homosexual. All that they are is a transgender. There's no other identifying criteria in them than their sin because the sin has eaten and polluted everything else. And then at a certain juncture, the sin itself becomes stale. The sin itself becomes unfulfilling. It doesn't satisfy anymore. And there's nothing left. There's a hollowness where only your sin resides, the sin that you identified yourself by, but the sin that no longer satisfies you. And butchering yourself isn't going to help that. Repentance, though, repentance might. Actually, repentance will. But see, in order to obtain one thing, you need to let go of the other. In order to be restored, the hollowness of you needs to be emptied out, burnt out with fire, so that what is being restored can live. So that the cycle doesn't begin anew and your sin devours you once more. You understand? I don't know who this was for. But hear me out, please. I beg you. Before you go and do irreparable harm to yourself, try repentance first. Because no matter what you do to you, it will not fill the void. Your sin has devoured everything else that you were. And all you are now is your sin. If ever you want to be anything more than your sin again, you need to repent of it. Turn your back on it. Walk away from it. Because sin... has a 100% mortality rate. That's the reality of it. An eternal torment is such that temporary pleasure, well, not worth the trade-off. So, anyway, I don't know who you are, but just take a step back before you make a decision that you can't walk back. Um, wow, that turned quick. Whoever that was for, you know what? I Again, maybe, maybe I still have a little empathy left. I don't know. But I know that God does. He is a bottomless well of empathy and love. And if you reach out to him, He'll reach back. It doesn't matter how far gone. 
God is able to restore. That is the hope that we have in, in our Redeemer. So, man, I wanted to keep it light today. That's, I, I'm not going to get into any more stories. Because this is, this is the reality of it. There's, there's zealots that are pushing an agenda. But their agenda is hurting real people. It's damaging real people, irreparably so. And that's something that is only talked about in hindsight. Only after the damage has been done. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, That took a turn. Odd. But hey, there's always next week. If we're still here and no mushroom clouds uh, cover the horizon, uh, we'll be with you. Um, And who knows what may happen until next week. At this rate, only God does. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, And Gino, uh, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. Well, whom God loveth, he correcteth. And whoever that word was that Mike spoke, take it to heart. Because God is a God that always honors repentance. You don't hear that preached like you should in the churches anymore. And, uh, yes, we do have a church in Watertown that says, basically, as Mike said, uh, God loves you no matter what, with their gay flag in front of their dead church. A church that once had probably 300 people, now down to 60. They'd rather, you know, dissuade themselves in their death, their dead church, and have the life of God and do God's will in it. All to die on a hill for wickedness. And Mike's probably not aware of it, but I one time went around our town, Watertown, asking how many churches were pro-life and how many were pro-abortion. We have 20-some churches, and uh, I know that seven, eight, or nine of them seven or eight or nine, I don't remember, seven, might have been seven, they were pro-abortion. Yet they carried the cross and they say they're the church of the Lord. And that's the problem, you know. Dimitri said, judgment's coming to America because of sin in the church. And that's where America's at, George Washington State. So you can rattle the patriotism uh, banner until you're blue in the face, You better love and follow God above patriotism because uh, Lot's family mocked him when he went to them and said, hey, this city's going to burn. And they thought he was a madman. And that's how hard they got in their heart and how much they loved Sodom and Gomorrah more than the will of God. It's a very stern lesson in the word of God about being desensitized to God's will and God's plan. And, uh, you know, if you're really a man of God, it may, you know, things you say may sound like a downer and may be tough to stomach, but Mike knows he's got to speak God's will because that is what God called him to do. And, and personally speaking, I agree with everything you said today. should be a godly town. Our town should not have the amount of taverns and bars that we have yeah, we, we had once 56 in a little town. That's absurd. And I try hard to advocate in our town to, to say, you know what, why don't we become a decent, family-friendly, God-fearing town? Thankfully, we don't have a strip club in it. That was attempted two or three times, and by God's grace, I encouraged some of the remnant of God to battle against it, and they never planted that devil in our town. But I surely believe our town needs to turn, make a turn towards God in a big way. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. 
If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.